0: Genesis chapter 12. Amen. Genesis chapter 12. And um, hmm. I want want to look at verses 1 to verse 3. Amen. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to verse 3. Amen. Look what it says. It says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you. He didn't tell him where to go. He just said, I'll go. I'll show you. And I'll make you a great nation and I will bless you and I will make your name great so that you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you. And the one who curses you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. I want to talk about this morning, part two, settling or stuck. Amen. Face to face with Abraham. Amen. We started out last week um talking about and looking at Abraham or Abram at this point and we'll get to the name change later but we looked at and 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 we we saw that Abram came from a family uh similar to some of ours right um in all family you'll find that there are different situations You don't get to pick your family. As a matter of fact, you don't. Uh, You may not like them, but you don't get to pick them. Amen. Now, it's up to you whether that you want to continue with them. But what we find in our passage last week is that um, Abram's dad was a dreamer. He had dreams. uh, He had aspirations, but he did not have um, what it took to get them to where he intended to go. Uh, Tira, uh who lived to 205, left Haran. Amen. And he got stuck in Ur of the Chaldeans. Amen. Or oh, it's the other way around. And so um, while he got stuck in Haran, he stayed there and the Bible says that he died. And, and we come up with the title, either he settled or he got stuck. And can I help you with something? Whenever you live your life, amen, and you find yourself not moving or you find yourself repeating the same cycles over and over again, There is a problem. Are you with me? And the problem is that either we're not paying attention to what God is saying or what God is doing or we're just stuck in our ways. Now, can I help you with something? You could get stuck in your ways. You could settle in your comfort zone. Watch this. And not want to leave that place. Why? Why? because it's comfortable. Anybody anybody in, the, in a comfort zone right now? I mean, listen, you should have moved. I was watching a movie last night, and, and the girl had moved in in her second year of college with these college students. Amen. Her second year of college, she dropped out of college, and now she was 35 years old, still living in the same place, stuck and settling. And it took a rude awakening, it took a breakup for her to understand, amen, that she wasn't going anywhere. Here's the thing what I notice about people. People will see you settling and stuck, but they won't say anything. In other words, they, they, they would rather see you stay where you are while they make progress. I wish I had somebody. And so after the death now, we find that in verse 32 it says the days of Tirah were 205 years. And Tirah died in Haran. Are you seeing this? Now, he died in Haran. He was supposed to be heading to Canaan, but he died in Haran. May I ask you a question? <laughs> Amen. Have you died where you are right now? Are you living among the tombs in the cemetery of life right now? Are you struggling right now in a place where it's just surrounded by, by by depression and death and disappointment and all these other things. Because I want to tell you something. When you settle. Amen. You can feel like this is it for you. But I stopped by to tell you today. Come on, tell your neighbor, God doesn't leave us there. He won't leave you there, Saints. And so I calculated, I I think I miscalculated last week, but I'll tell you this. There's a probability that Abram was in Haran, watch this, for 60 years. He had gotten there when he was 15. Because if you read on, we'll get to that. He, He left Haran when he was 75. So there's a possibility, I said there's a possibility that he was there for 60 years. Can you imagine being stuck for that long? Can you imagine, amen, staying in a place in the same position, repeating the same things over and over again for 60 years? I think about the woman who was bent double. Come on, somebody. And for 30 years, the Bible says that Satan had her bound. Now, there's a difference. There's a difference when Satan has you bound and when you're just voluntarily in one place. Do I have witness? And I I believe oftentimes what we don't do is we don't see ourselves Amen, in in that position because we're not looking closely. But you know what I love about God? God knows better what we need. Than what we think we need. And, and what I love about God. As a child of God. He will not leave you where you are. And can I help you with something else? I believe that sometimes. We even fight the rescue mission. Lord have mercy. I believe that there are times. When God is trying to get us out of some things. But we insist. Do I have a witness? We insist to stay in the same position. Abram is here and he died, and I mean Koran I mean, died, and and now the text picks up right here in chapter twelve, verse one. Look what it says. And so how do you get unstuck? You know, like how do you not settle? Well, let's look at it. He he says, he says, Now the Lord said, Now I want to show you there's a difference between God appearing, his appearance to Abram and God speaking to Abram. Now, let me give you... um, (laughs) Thank you. Um, Abram lived with his daddy. Now, I get it, obedience, right? But can you imagine like you're in your 20s and then you're 25 and you're following somebody and you see that we were intended to go to the land of milk and honey, but you've settled. Come on, y'all. And then your 30s pass. Oh, man. Come on, help me somebody. Listen, you, you young people today. Okay. 20s going to leave you here real soon. <clears throat> OK, 30 is going to show up <laughs> and 40 is right around the corner. All right. And when you hit that 40 mark, then you start really thinking about life. Really, it's like truly like, it's like, man, I got to do something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. He's there out of obedience to his daddy. But watch this, though. But when he got to a certain age, why did he leave? You see, being the oldest son, come on somebody, you find out that he was he was loyal to his family. He was going to be the one, and you got, I'm, the reason I'm giving you this context, because when you see what God is asking him to do, you understand that culturally it doesn't line up. And let me help you with something. Some of the things that God asks us to do, come on somebody, sometimes we're like, man, I don't know if I can do that. I mean, I get it, but I w- should do it, but I know it's good for me, but, and I know it's God. I, I, listen, you got to know whether it's God speaking to you, or whether it's the devil speaking to you, or whether it's you speaking to you, or whether it's somebody who's trying to manipulate you. Are you with me? So, so he says, now the Lord said, in addition to the vocal speech, this word also refers to, to an internal thoughts. And so when you're stuck or settling, the first thing I believe you have to do is this. You have to answer God's call. I'm going to say it one more time. You have to answer God's call, either his call to salvation (laughs) His call to sanctification, his call to ministry, his call to for you to serve. And a lot of us we hear the voice of God, but for some reason. Oh Lord, come on, help me somebody. Now now we we we, we just saw the first part of the verse. Now the Lord said to Abram, the voice That's calling, imagine the only thing Abram knew, watch this, he had never heard the voice of God. So that's why when it says, God said, it may have been an internal thing that he had, oh, I wish I had somebody. And not only will God speak to people, but let me tell you how God speaks today, by the way. He speaks through his word. He speaks through the Holy Spirit. He speaks through the man of God. Now, here's what I'm saying. Don't rely too much on emotion when you're thinking it's God speaking to you. Make sure you pay attention to the word of God and you validate that it's the word of God. And watch out for those people who come up to you and tell you, God told me to tell you. Because sometimes what they're trying to tell you is about what will only link to their agenda. Come on, say amen, y'all. Am not losing y'all this morning? I know it's early. Amen. Watch the text. The text says, the Lord said to Abram, watch this, he was grieving. He had just lost his daddy. He had just lost the patriarch of his family. Why did God wait until his daddy died? in order to speak to him how long was god observing him how long had god been nudging at him where did he get the experience because he was a pagan worshiper lord have mercy god called the first gentile and converted him into a jew because he will be the father of the jews are you with me the father of faith And so what I'm trying to say to somebody here today, you got to understand God's timing is better than yours. Are you with me? God's timing of the call is perfect for God, not for you. Watch this. Sometimes we want it to be on our time. We want want to do it when we're ready. When I get it together, I'll go to church. When I get it together, I'll serve God. When I get it together, then I'm going to do such and such and such. But if you answer the call of God, you will start becoming free. You're not going to settle anymore. The text says, the Lord said this, look what he said. He says, he says, go forth. Now this is, this is, this is a strange request, right? How many love your family? (laughs) Now let me ask you a question. What if God, I'm saying God, somebody say it better be God. But well, how do you know it's God? See, this is the question. This is the this is the the age that we live in now, right? We the, and and listen. And in, in this age, the Bible says that there will be many false prophets and false teachers that will come in the name of God. Watch this. In the name of Jesus, performing miracles. Listen. This the stuff look real, but we have to make sure that we are discerning. Listen to me. Don't listen to every voice because every voice don't mean you good. Look what the Lord said. And and watch this now. Watch this now. Sometimes God is calling us to do the most difficult things that we would ever do in our lives. Do I have a witness? Watch what he says. Go forth from where? First of all, it wasn't really his country, but he said, leave your country. So in other words, they had a, they they were, he- remember, they were heading to Canaan. They had settled in Haran. In other words, they had adopted the culture, the worldview, everything, the context of that time. They are living there and they have adopted it as their own. Imagine that. Imagine you can settle in this temporary place and think it's permanent. That's called delusional. Watch what the text says. He says, go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you. Write this down. You got to leave the familiar. So that wasn't a point, but that was a good point. So you got to lead the familiar. So the next thing you got to do is this. What does it say? Obey God's command. Obey, saints. Can I tell you something? I believe many times we struggle in our Christian walk because of obedience. Come on, and I know it may have hurt him. Next week, we'll see how how he responded, okay? Next week, we'll look at how he responded. But today, I'm saying, man, my my daddy just died. Okay? And I I, I ain't going back to school. I ain't going back to work. (laughs) I'm just going to stay home, cry all day. You understand what I'm I'm saying? Listen, he wanted to stay stuck. And you know what's crazy? Sometimes we're stuck in settling by default. Lord have mercy. You hear what I said? By default. Because that's what they told you all your life. Lord have mercy. That's that's how they perceived you. Um, well, Well, let's back up to Moses. That's how you perceive yourself. By default, this is my life. This is my life. Watch another movie. And it said, the lady said, Man, I'm always, we, we're always going to be this way. We're always going to be broke. We are, Why get married? Because guess what? We are just orphans. They were orphanage. They were in an orphanage. He said, we're, we're, we're nothing, you know, and, and that's sometimes the view that we have of ourselves. But can I tell you this? And I, I just want to encourage somebody today to let you know is you have to obey God's command. Okay. And let me say this. It may be hard to leave some stuff behind, but you've got to look forward to what you're about to reach towards. And what you think you're holding on to now, if you think that is good, God's got greater. Okay, if you think you're doing good now, just imagine if you left all that mess behind. Oh, I wish I had somebody. I'm talking about those monuments and those memorial things that you're holding on to that you think that nobody else got but you. But God's got something greater on the other side for you. And so you have to leave the familiar. Yeah, there's some friends you're going to have to leave behind. Yes, you got to deny those phone calls. Send them the voicemail. I wish I had somebody. There's some people you just got to take a, you know, on Facebook, you could take a break from them. Lord have mercy watch this they're peeking into your life trying to figure out what you're doing and guess what watch this but you're not following god's command god's call is important can i tell you something the greatest thing you can ever get from god is a call let me tell you something a call to salvation a call to sanctification the call to ministry I wonder, I wonder, and this is why I teach pastors and preachers, and, I, and it baffles me. I said, man, listen, I don't understand how you can accept the call from God and do not want to prepare yourself for what he has called you to do. Are you with me? When now he's given us everything that we need in order to become what? Better. Are you following me? So obey the command. Watch this. Watch the next part of the verse. He, he says, leave your father's house. To the land which I will what? Shh! Now notice, he didn't give him a specific location. Next week I'll reveal some more stuff, but I'm trying to contain myself here. I'm in this passage, y'all. Watch, 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 watch what he says. Watch what he says in verse two. He says, "Now I don't know if this is supposed to puff him up." I don't know if it's both making more confident about the call, about the command, but watch what he says. And I will make you, you a great, he wasn't talking about like, make you great. He says, I'm going to make a nation out of you. I, 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 listen, a, a people group is going to be born out of you. Isn't that awesome? I, imagine that. Imagine, imagine this. He says, I will now you got to catch this three times. In these two verses, in these three verses, it says, God says, I will. Here's the point. If you answer the call, if you follow the command, all you got to do is trust God and he will. Tell your neighbor, he will. He can do it, can he? I don't even believe he can do it. See, and I believe oftentimes we're so worried about our ability that we forget that God can and he will. Are you with me? He says I will make a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a what? A blessing. Now here's what's going to really keep you. Next point. Believe God's covenant promise to you. Now the reason why I called it a covenant promise It's because this promise to Abraham is the reason why we're still here today. This reason and this promise right here is there's a difference between a, we were on the phone the other day and the man was telling me that, sir, this is not a contract. This is an agreement. And I said, I get it. He said, no, it's not a contract. So in other words, he was saying it's not the contract is binding. Oh, Lord, have mercy. But the agreement you can break anytime. Lord, have mercy. And what I'm trying to say to you today is you got to go in God's word. And when you hear his call, you got to say, God says, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. You got to stop believing in your heart. That the promises that God has made to you, 7,376 promises to the believer, you got to start standing on a few of them. That I'll never leave you nor forsake you. That weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. You got to believe when you don't understand what God is trying to get you to do, that his promises are true. It is yes, yes, and amen. Do I have anybody? That I've been young and now I'm old. But I've never seen the righteous forsaken. No, their seed begging bread. Come here, Abram. I know that you don't know anything about me. I know you don't know anything about the church. Come on, somebody. I know you don't know anything about the Bible. But the mere fact that you answer the call. You obey the command, but you believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that when God says something, he means it. When God promises something, it will come to pass. Can I ask you a question? Matthew 6.33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, And all these things will be added unto you. Let me ask a question right there. Do you believe that promise? Do you see that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or even think? Do you know That God said, I'm doing something in your day, in your life. If I were to tell you now, you wouldn't believe it. In other words, here's what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is, maybe you're not ready for what he wants to show you. Maybe there's still some more development That needs to happen in your life so that you can receive what He already has planned for your life. Do I have anybody here who believes the promises? You gotta believe it. You gotta believe the covenant promise to you three times. He says, "I will." You know what? What I figured out, and, and listen. Let me tell you. You got to be careful of your emotions, because the devil will play on it like like a real like a yo yo, like a string. He gonna play on it like a guitar. You understand what I'm saying? Watch this now. Watch this. Watch this. What I found out. What I found out is, whatever God has told you to do, trust His I will. Okay. If I were to do a run, it would look like this. I will never leave you nor forsake you. (laughs) I will protect you. I will provide for you. Come on, somebody. I will see you through this. Come on, somebody. I will and will always be there. The Lord is near to those. Here's the thing. Psalm 46 and one says, God is our refuge and strength. Watch this. A very powerful. Present help in times of trouble. Now, he's ever-present all the time, but when you're in trouble, tell your neighbor, that's a promise. And if you are a Christian, you are Abraham's seed. So, in other words, watch this, that promise is for you. That I'll never what? Leave you? Nor forsake you. Let's go to verse 3. Now, now people get caught up in the blessing stuff. And he says, and and so you shall. See, here's here's what I want to say. You can't always want to be blessed without being a blessing. He says, what I'm getting ready to do in you, it will exemplify that it's me that's blessing you because you understand that you can't keep it all to yourself. What does it mean to be a blessing to somebody? Lord have mercy. Listen, I know you're going through right now. I know you're dealing with some stuff right now. But that doesn't stop you from being a blessing. As a matter of fact, what you're going through may be a blessing for somebody else because you made it through. Come on, somebody. Because of how you made it through, it may be a blessing to somebody else. Are you with me? Now, if it seems like I'm in your business, I am. Watch what it says. Verse 3. Look what he says. He says in verse three, he says, and I will what? Bless who? Who what? Huh? Here's the thing. Uh, I will bless those. You got to be a blessing first. (laughs) He says, I will bless those. You got to understand you're marked. Lord have mercy. I don't understand why Christians are not living. You understand what I'm saying? To to this capacity. Because if you stand on the I wills. Lord have mercy. And you understand what you really have going for you. And the promises of God are real saints. Watch the text. He says, and I will bless those who bless you. And the ones who what? Curse you. I will curse. We get. Too preoccupied with the details of what people are saying to us. The negative things I'm talking about. You want to dissect it. You want to be a detective of mess. (laughs) Excuse me. The next thing is, yes, you got to trust God's commitment to you. Okay, and can I tell you something? God has kept this promise to Abraham, even now. This blessing from God is the key for giving Abraham the support and courage necessary, watch this, to move his family. If you want an assurance or insurance, come on somebody, you got to go back to the paperwork. And when God says, listen, it doesn't mean that his life, now we're gonna see, we're gonna go through his life here. He's had some tough days. Now he got credited as the as the father of righteousness. Okay? He got credited as the father of faith. And it was credited to him as righteousness for his faith, but even people with strong faith get weak sometimes. Even people with strong faith have a few things that they got to work on in life. Amen. So I'm not trying to be perfect. What I'm trying to do is live this life in such a way that it shows that I trust God. And watch this. I believe his promises. He says, I will bless those who bless you and the one who curse you. You don't have to fight those battles. Listen, all you got to do is step back and understand who you are. You know what God was helping Abraham with? Abraham, you ain't got to fight. When they mess with you, they mess with me. Can I help you with something? When somebody mess with you as a child of God, if you exercise Luke chapter 6, chapter 7, right now, if you, I read that this morning in my, my devotional time. Amen. He said he was kind to ungrateful people. And can I help somebody with something? You are a promised child. And when they mess with you, hmm, but when they bless you, hey, come on, somebody. When you are a blessing to somebody, I believe it will be it will come back in return. Look what it says. Look what it says. Now, this is giving Abram the courage. Like. Yeah, okay, God. All right, because I know I don't know what's out there. Now, can you imagine he's not thinking about it. sometimes you just gotta not overthink stuff. Sometimes we we want to analyze it so deep, and we're gonna get we want to exegete the command. Just follow the command, man. If you know it's God telling you to do something, do it. Sometimes God puts something on your heart, just do it. Sometimes God is telling you to do something so crazy. You're like, well, hold on a minute. Let me see if it's God. But then some of us don't even have a clue. Now, if you, if you have not matured enough in your faith to know whether it's God, can I tell you how you get discernment? You got to get in his word more. You don't have to shundo and shundo. Get in his word just a little bit more. The last thing, and I'm done. All right, okay, all right. And he says, and all, and in you, here's here's the self-esteem part. And in you, all the what? Of the who? Okay, hold on a minute. First he says he's going to make him a great nation. Now he's talking about the whole what? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Can I ask you a question? Are you part of the family of God? When this promise belongs to you then. So let, let me see. He says, and in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Maybe will be blessed. will be blessed. There's a, this is a definite article. Yes, you, I'm talking to you. <laughs> Come on, tell your neighbors me. God said he going to bless me. I not believe he going to bless you. And I ain't talking about on a wing and a prayer. I'm talking about because of who you are positionally in Christ. So the last point is this. Here's the last point. You got to believe God's choice is you. You got to believe that. That he chose you. I'm going to say it one more time. That you are the one that he has chosen oh I thank you Jesus that I was worth nothing but then you stepped into my life and you made me into something some of us treat life like the old game show you remember the old game show do they still have let's make a deal Monty Hall y'all remember Monty Hall he would say to the contestant do you want what's behind door number one Door number two or door number three. Here's what I discovered. Life is too serious and the consequences are too costly for me to guess which door I need to go through. I only want to go through the door I'm sure God has opened for me. Give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. And that's how You move past being settling and stuck.